just got back from around the world I'm gonna stand in, I'm gonna, gonna stand on guard In a little white booth in a, her front yard Throwing rocks at a window, what could she do? You know here at Life in the Dutch Hall, our ambition is to be the greatest podcast in all of the world. And in order to do so, first of all, we must conquer our own country of Canada. So what do we do? We have to get the, get get our, what is it, boots on the ground, Dave? Boots on the ground? Boots or hearts, whatever you like. Yeah. And we have to travel this country and let them see what the Life in the Dutch Hall is all about. And bring maybe my man that writes the music for the show, put him up on stage, let everybody see him, have a good look at him, right? What a great time. Let him know what it was all about. You know what else happened? You know, I think the best thing to do is let people know what ha- what happens in the great province of Newfoundland, Ontario, or Newfoundland, <laughs> Newfoundland, Ontario. It was just down the road, actually, next to Pineville. The Newfoundland, we went there, Dave. Sure did. We need to share it with the public what we, what, what we saw there. What we remember. We need to talk about dead gorillas too. And uh, the demise of a great Canadian rocks legend. First, we must play the theme song. eardrums with that slab rattle. Welcome everyone alive in the Dutch Hall. This is, uh, we are led by the greatest band in podcast history, the Nocturnal Emissions, comprised of two members today, Steve the Reluctant Gerben, Everhart McGrail, and Dave the Rooster, Old Hambone Charters. Let's hear it for them. Oh, oh yes, it's a big crowd, dude. We also have the bartender, not on E or bass. But just just on bartending duties heavy tonight. It is my brother, Paul Van Dyke, is here. Let's hear it, Paul. We're also lucky enough to have a studio audience today that comprised of one of our great super fans. It is his third uh, time visiting the Life in the Dutch Hall studio. It's a good friend of ours, Manny Fajo, is here. Let's hear it for Manny. Thanks for having me out, guys. What a party. And always uh, recording this for posterity, 
is the lovely Dr. Jane Van Dyke. Let's hear it for her. And as always, fresh off the stage at the Grinning Gator in uh, London, Ontario, booting down the highway to get back here today, it's the two-time President's Club Award winner, Pete Van Dyke. Yeah. Uh, oh, that's a nice opening, guys. Two-time. Yeah, a nice, nice uh, right now, a nice tribute to... Uh, the Tragically Hip, who announced their big tour. It's it's obviously the thing everyone's talking about. There hasn't been so much hip played on the radio uh, in a long time. I mean, geez, maybe I just haven't been listening to it, but it seems like every other song is now Tragically Hip because of this. Because uh, Gord Downey's uh, got a, had a tumor or whatever they announced. He's never been treated for it, correct? Am I right about this? No, he has been treated. Huh? Yeah, yeah, you got... He has already been treated for it, right? I read was like he, he was diagnosed in December quite a while ago and has been treated already he's gone through treatment really and i don't i mean maybe it's somewhat successful i'm not sure yeah i heard the same thing that they that and that he's well enough to do the tour or whatever right yeah. and they don't know it's in some sort of i don't know the details of it it's not my business i feel uncomfortable knowing about a person's business <laughs> like right. i have no gordon and that's that's actually no i don't I don't know Gord Downey. I like his music or whatever. I listened to him. It was a great part of my youth in, his, in history. It was, it was a tragically hip, you know? And uh, right from the beginning, you know? You see, excited when the new hip album would come out. You'd like line up at the Sunrise Records to get uh, the first uh, Road Apples album, you know, when it came out. And then you'd say it was shit. And you'd listen to it for the first time, say it's shit, and then you'd listen to it again and again and again until finally you said, this is great. Then right. the next album would come out and it's crap. And then it's good, and it's the best one yet, or whatever, you know? Year after year. Year after year. Oh, the last ones are tough. To yeah, I know, but Paul, this is what my point is about. The last ones that you're talking about, those are the ones that uh, you don't listen to over and over and over again to get used to them, to make them great. Do you know what I mean? If you were like a kid that had the time to listen to albums all the time, or whatever, you're listening, like you used to listen to CDs, no one listens to CDs anymore, you listen to singles, you, right. And whatever your next brain thinks of, usually it's on shuffle or you're just going on YouTube. You let the Stephen Harper figure it out for you, whatever. I remember going to university at Lakehead University and fully completely had just come out and uh, buying the CD and it would just be on repeat, you know, for weeks. Yeah. And you'd like like the hits first and then you'd be like, oh no, the deep cuts are way better. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's a that's something that's missed out. There's no such thing as deep cuts anymore on those albums. They never have albums, do they? Do you have to have an EP or something now, or you just come out with singles? I don't. I don't know how singles first. I don't know. Some people still put out EPs. Yeah, I just like thought oh. from from the guy from the Who. What's his name? Roger Daltrey. No, Roger Daltrey. He said we're not going to make another album. Why would we? Like the music industry is dead. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Just tour, but you can still make new music. If not on an album. No. <laughs> you were just what? Paul doesn't listen to albums. <laughs> no, no. You don't, you listen to singles. Singles. Right. Used to be like that back in the 45 days, right? You'd get singles, and then you ended up getting albums again. So it's just a pendulum will swing. Eventually, the people will be coming out with the, like, Lady Gaga will come up with some f f fucking hour-long art piece or whatever that you have to listen to as one song yeah. or something, and then it'll become the new, the new uh, fashionable thing to do, right? Yeah. 
It's like the old eight tracks, you know. You, if you like the fourth song on that track, you had to listen to all three of the first ones first. That's right. right. Yeah, yeah. No choice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. The technology warrants the way you listen, and then you end up having to listen. The, the mark, the kind of the way you package things changes, right? So I think it'll, I, it'd be interesting. I don't. I still think it's kind of dead as we know it. The music industry, I, just like any entertainment now, because the internet now it's like so watered down. No one's ever going to get rich like. The guy, people in Seinfeld got rich or anything like that. Like, I think those days are well, well past. I think people will still be able to make a living at it, but the livings will be kind of like more normal, I think. Yeah. Than this. And even celebrities should be cooled off someday yeah. and become a little bit more, because it's so watered down that celebrity will become like... The celebrities are changing. If you're a guy who, who uh, puts out a YouTube video who targets a market of like <clears throat> 10 to 13-year-old kids and you put out a... a you know, a, a ten-minute video once a week. Those kids are just dying every week to see that video, and and you get six million hits on that video. Those are the only people who know you are. No one else has ever even heard of you. But you're making money from YouTube. You're making a living on that, right? Right. So that's kind of a celebrity. But I don't know they are. My kids know. Right. Yeah, they're celebrities. Those kids, though. Yeah. If you have a million people that know who you are, that's Absolutely. you know, is that celebrity? It's the same as. It's just that even a million people that know who you are, that means like. That even in Canada, there's like 35 million others that don't know who the fuck you are, right? <laughs> and so uh, that's where in the past, when there's like, say, three channels on TV or whatever, you know, the whole country would know. Like, Don Cherry's known by th like at least 30 million of them or whatever, you know? But because the whole country watches those channels, right? Sorry about people. Do you hear that? Do you think that was your <laughs> sound guy, Steve? Do you think you would have heard that? Swatting away. Yeah, swatting the mosquito. <laughs> I don't like mosquitoes. No way. It almost on your head. I got to tell you, the, the my pool, my my pool, I have killed nine chipmunks so far in my pool. Oh, yeah. Drown in there? Yeah, they drown in there. The last time was pretty gross. I had, you know what I had to do? I, I had neglected to clean my pool filter for a few days. And uh, what I had to do was I opened it up because I checked it last night, shone, shone my light in there with my cell phone. And uh, I saw in there, there was a huge amount of shit, like uh, stuff from the trees and stuff. And then there was this one bloated chipmunk that had probably been in there for a few oh, days. No. His eye was Did all like white, you know, like whited over and stuff. And then, you know, if you would have touched it, and the only way for me to get the basket out is to put my hand in there where the chipmunk is, right? Because he's flopping against the the flapper or whatever, you know what I mean? So you guess what I did? I put on, I, I went into the Dutch hall here. I got some bear paw gloves brought to you by Clean Flop. And I put them on and went in and dug my hands right in there to get the, get them out. And uh, so there you go, Clean Flow, one of the greatest sponsors, used their product this week. But you know what, I, while we're on the subject of, of Clean Flow, who's really the, the sponsor of Vanic Party Services, we won't get in, we won't get into feedback just quite yet. I see you guys getting up on your up on your guitars, but we got a little little ways to go yet. We just want to we just want to uh, recognize Clean Flow because we got a package from as we do so often. We got another package. This one was addressed not to me, but to the bartender Paul Van Dyke. Oh, fantastic! Keep them coming, folks. Yes. <laughs> so we got a package from Clean Flow in the mail, addressed to my brother Paul Van Dyke, and. Uh, Paulcha, what was in the package? Well, we've got a bottle of Crown Royal Northern Harvest Rye Whiskey. This is uh, this is the top drawer uh, rye whiskey made from like 99% rye. 100% rye. I don't know if you can make that claim. 
It's in it, which is made from near 100% rye grain. If you say if you say a hundred if you say a hundred they're gonna they're gonna give you trouble I think because you can't prove a hundred percent. Pretty nearly hundred percent. Pretty nearly though, probably pretty nearly. Pretty near is not a Norfolk thing, is it? Is that a local thing or is that? But it is in some of the rural areas around here. Pretty near comes where's comes Lister, up. Where's Listowel? Listowel. Listowel would be. Oh, I should know that too. Is that Waterloo County? Uh, I don't know, man. I'm just gonna say the wrong thing. Huron. Pretty near, that's what Yeah, they say pretty near up there a lot, pretty near. Used guys is around here, though. People say used guys. I hear that one quite often. Anyways, is that real? Anyways, I say it all the time. Anyway? I say it, anyways. Anyways. Anyways is one that, and this is all, oh yeah, I say for reals, for reals. <laughs> And I don't, and I really mean it. And I, and I don't know who got me started on that one, but I can't stop myself. I just started it, and I can't stop it for reals. I even heard my wife doing it <laughs> for reals. Yeah, it's catchy, right? Try it out. For serious? Yeah, you know, I was, I always dreamed as when I was a kid, even of just coming up with a new catchphrase, you know, and uh, like you making one up that would work, like for reals, if you could just make something up. Yeah, just... Do you remember the one I tried to get in the stick? There was one that I, I'll think of it during the show and maybe it'll pop into my head because there was one we tried getting a stick and I thought it had real legs, but I, I, I couldn't get oh, it to. Yeah, I'm having a flashback moment, but I can't remember. Yeah, it was dirty, I think. Anyway, Steve, I wanted to say to you. Hey. We don't talk enough with you. But Steve, I got to tell you, uh, I hope, I wanted to apologize. You know, we, me and you communicate via Messenger on Facebook because you don't have a telephone. Right? It's been I a have stop. a telephone. I don't have a cell phone. Oh, no. You always have the rotary one, right? <laughs> yeah. And, uh, 16, man. Get a cell phone. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyways, the uh, we, t we messaged back and forth, and eventually I just stopped. Uh, we'll talk back and forth, and then I will disappear. Did you know, ever notice that? I do the same thing. You do the same thing? All right. Because I was having a, a worry about, uh, about texting etiquette. Because sometimes you're like in a conversation, but then you just like abandon it, right? So you're getting back and forth, back and forth, and then all of a sudden, the guy disappears, right? And then uh, is is that is that uh, something that pisses people off? Like is that or is that something that just that people ignore that? Oh, that guy must got busy with something. I think it depends on who you're talking to and what the circumstance is. But I know that sometimes that happens to me when I'm texting with my wife. It's usually when she just asks me a question. Oh yeah, and I answer it, but make, like with something where I need a response, you know. Yeah. And then there's nothing. <laughs> I'm like, you ask me something, you should be there. Wait, like it was five seconds later. Where can you be? Right? <laughs> like, you need to know something, but I guess not that bad. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I mean. I know that the other end of that of that communication, there's a person that's thinking like you. That's sitting there going, oh, I don't know. It's the guy. What the fuck happened? He was just talking to me. He didn't I say gotta go by. Like, I can't answer you right now. You know, if you were on the telephone, that's what you would do. But in text land, you just ignore it completely and pick it up when you get it back again. And it has to be understood that that's just what's going to happen to you. You're going to be on the receiving end of that sometimes. Yeah, it happens. All right. Steve Steve understands. I don't take things now. All right. Sometimes just questions become too much for me, Steven. <laughs> sometimes I just hear all the questions that are coming from you and then... I answer it, and then the next one comes, and then I say, that's too many for me. <laughs> I'm going to go take a time out. No more Steven talk. Yeah. Charters. Hello. 
I want to talk to you about Newfoundland, but before we do that, we should handle a segment that we call Feedback. We got feedback. We got feedback. Welcome to Feedback. We got feedback. Uh, this week's feedback is brought to you by our good friends at VG Meats. If you go to the Live from the Dutch Hall website, there is a coupon on there. Print it out. Bring it in either of the locations in Simcoe or Sony Creek. And you can get a great deal on some very good meats, but I think they're underselling it. They're great meats, is what I'll say. And also, if you go on that same website, livefromthedutchhall.com, you'll notice that there's, also, there's a couple Amazon banners. If you're going to go to Amazon and do shopping, might as well click on my banner and then some of that money that you spent will come to us to help us buy more shit, to help to make the show better. Oh, yes, we still have to buy it. We might need to buy an air conditioner. Paul has been frying his skin. <laughs> it's not even hot yet. Yes, it's, it's not even hot yet. Yeah. Oh. He is sun he, you can probably feel the heat rating off him from there. I just noticed that. Yeah, you think that's a spotlight you're sitting under? It's not. It's Paul. <laughs> yeah. Um... So Amazon, we talked about them, we talked about VG Meats, but we didn't talk about our last sponsor, which is uh, Bushstock 2016. Yeah. yeah. Bushstock 2016 is coming up in September. What is it, 3rd and 4th? Yeah. 3rd and 4th of September. Uh, they are getting ready to announce the lineup of the Bush Bushstock for the music festival. Very excited, because I actually got a sneak peek at who's uh, going to be there, and I, I'm allowed to announce two of the acts. Ooh. On tonight's show? On tonight's show, I get Ooh. to announce two of the acts, right? Ooh. And I also wanted to, before I do, I just want to let you know that, it, that uh, there's 500 campsites available at Bushstock this year for the festival, and if you want to get yourself dibs on one of those campsites, what you should do is go on Facebook to the... Bushstock 2016 Facebook page. See if you can leave a message. Put yourself in queue for a line for a campsite. They're working out the pricing as we speak, and uh, there should be announcements made like daily or weekly. So you can also like them on that Facebook page, and you'll get the announcements as they come out for the show. Uh, but tonight, tonight is uh, is the first band that ever announced for Bush Bushstock. The Nocturnal Emissions. Yeah, there you go. Surprise. Nocturnal Emissions. Yes, awesome. yes. And uh, I think he actually get to open. I think he might be opening oh, one night. Day. Yes. 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 So. Um, opening. That is. Yeah, family event. So we go from playing. That's, that's the move. Yes, I know. Whole weekend. That's a tone. So not. But uh, you know, we all we all kind of figured maybe that was going to happen, but we didn't know about this next act. The next act is 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 uh, our great pleasure. And they even said they were going to do an episode live from the Dutch Hall, so I'm going to hold them to it. It's the band Cattle will be playing. The band oh, Cattle. Yeah. Will be playing. Oh, you're kidding me! That's going to be awesome. Yeah. Cattle's coming back. That's C A T L for those looking up the band Cattle, and they'll be they're a really great uh, two piece band. Excellent if you have a chance to see them, and you do at Bushstock 2016 this year. Anyways, there's the ad for this year's Bushstock. Awesome. Check them out, they're awesome. Yeah, they are great. Now, uh, you know, we get we ask our listeners every week for a little bit of feedback, and uh, this week we got some from a guy by the name of uh, Alex Zerby. Hmm. And Alex, is that one name or is that person last name? Alex is 
Wait, I'm not allowed to say his first and last name. Alex, 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 Alex Zerby? Alex Zerby. Alex Zerby Johnson. No, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's two names. And uh, it's two, two names, the first and last. And he gave us a message that says this. He says, my 12-year-old came home from school eager to tell me that in Fully Alive, which I believe is the uh, sex education that they have in school now, and fully alive, if you learned about the nocturnal emission. <laughs> <laughs> With a smile, he said, I thought that was just a cool name for a band. <laughs> and uh, he says he usually gets to hear the opener and Paul because he's too young to listen to the rest of the show. Um, but because of that great story... And because you're corrupting the mind of the youth that will be our future <laughs> listeners, you, Alex, are our listener of the week. Alex Zerby. Yeah, the listener of the week. Oh, that's very nice. We like getting that uh, feedback every week, and the only way to do it is to go to, uh, you can go to Facebook and message us. You can, like Alex did, or you can go to uh, Twitter or Instagram, or you can give me an email at livefromthedutchallgmail.com. Those are all ways to get in touch with me. Or you can go to iTunes, like this other guy that listens to our show, and he gets them back to us every week. It's the Haitian Dwarf, and he's back this week. Oh, I'm singing it, right? Oh, shoot. Let's start me off. Oh, oh, it's off to peace we go. Wash your tooth, you fucking noob. What is it? That was brush your tooth. I screwed up. Wash it. Wash your tooth. Wash your tooth. Wash your tooth. I know. Wash your tooth. Your tooth. Your tooth. Anyways. <laughs> Nation Dork is back to us every week this week's no exception he went on to iTunes and gave us a five stars five stars and was, what he said was all these years I thought that codfish was a metaphor for vagina is what he said so it made me think what's Haitian Dwarf talking about here right what he's talking about is he does follow me on Twitter and because he follows me on Twitter when we were in Newfoundland Dave you know the great the rock out there in Newfoundland. Oh, uh, you know it's an island. There's no snakes on it. That's weird. <laughs> yeah, that is a weird fact. <laughs> no snakes in Newfoundland. Yeah, thank you. But uh, there is. We were in Newfoundland together, and uh, what we did was I posted some pictures of a swearing-in ceremony where you can become an honorary Newfoundlander. Right, Dave? Yeah. And. Did. Uh, and one of the things you have to do is kiss the cod, right? Because you have to taste something from Newfoundland. You have to... And, the, and we, what did we... We tasted Newfie steak. Newfie steak. It was bologna. But you just they say it's Newfie steak and they serve it to you on a toothpick. You got to eat a big chunk of it. And it's just bologna, right? Yeah, it was bologna, but not like the bologna I'm used to that's sliced like for sandwiches. It was like... It was like cut like a bite-sized piece of steak, right? Like it was about a half-inch cube. Yeah, they like they would cut it like a steak and fry it up like steak. Yeah, like blow. Newfie steak. And they would say their their grandmother would make the best Newfie steak ever with fried onions and mushrooms or whatever it was. Gravy. Yeah, gravy or whatever. And uh, eat this. So we ate the bologna, and then you had to 
kiss something from Newfoundland and you had to say something from Newfoundland, right? And, and drink something. Oh, and drink something from Newfoundland, which was Screech. Newfie Screech. Which, which I always, sorry, Larry, uh, which I always thought was uh, Swill. Or Swish. Swish. You know what Swish is? I do know what Swish is, yeah. Swish was when you used to take the big whiskey barrels and you'd swish it, or you'd, you'd get the whiskey barrels from like Hiram Walker or whoever, yeah. and then you'd just fill it with water and then you'd uh, sw swish it around and then the water would pick up the booze, the from, booze the from the wood yeah. and then you'd get this, you'd drink this water, it was like pre-mixed rye water or whatever. Yeah. And you get just hammered on it, right? It would it would creep up on you. That's what you thought it was. I always thought it was more like moonshine. Like I thought it was gonna be like, you know, you drink sometimes at like 100, 100 proof or one hundred twenty proof, like awful booze. It makes it burn and you can't talk for an hour. Yeah, yeah. That's what I was kind of. Yeah, but instead it was rum. It was delicious dark rum, like yeah. we were sitting on a beach in Jamaica. <laughs> yeah, it's probably the best rum they had. Yeah, it was good. It was all right, rum. It was awesome. <laughs> it was good rum, and then the and then kissing the cod was what we had to kiss. Kiss the cod, which Haitian dwarf thought meant uh, vagina. He thought that every time you went to the swearing-in ceremony, you would have to kiss a vagina. Smells right. <laughs> that was just like on cue, Dave. That's very good. And uh, <laughs> it was like a real cod too. Like he pulled it out of the fridge. It had like. It was wet. It had like condensation on it, wrapped in a newspaper. And I don't know how long it had been in that fridge, but oh, I know. I've heard about people that say that claim they get sick from the, that ceremony. That they actually get um, that they that they've gotten d deadly sick afterwards from all the people who have kissed that thing and the way it's been handled. <laughs> I believe. Yeah, I don't know if it was very safe. I didn't know you should tongue it, Dave. I didn't think you should put the tongue all the way into it. I didn't was know it kept on ice or was it cold or was yeah, it warm. What? Was it cold or was it warm? The fish? Yeah. Uh, its butthole was actually surprisingly warm. <laughs> right? <laughs> it, was, it was warm on the inside. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Those parts of the ceremony we threw in ourselves, just for good, just for good keeping. Um, but it was actually we did that in St. John's. It was our first day going going to Newfoundland, and it went to St. John's. And St. John's actually as a city. Was uh, it was it was a nice city. I thought it was great. It was actually a little bit bigger than I thought it would be. It was spread. It was sprawling. Eh? It was spread out. Yeah, yeah. Like low, just houses mostly, or like one or two story buildings. It wasn't a big, like a tall city. Yeah, and picturesque. Yeah, really nice, beautiful harbor. After you guys went on the airplane, we went to Quitty Vitty Brewery. Oh, did when you? we because we had a, we flew out a couple hours after you, mm -hmm. so uh, we went to the brewery while we were waiting. It was great. It was a really good tour. Did they tell you how they got the iceberg water? Yes, they did. They did tell us how they got the iceberg to make the iceberg beers. That they there's a company that harvests um, icebergs. Oh really? And they they go and they I think they put charges on them and stuff like that to blow pieces off and they pick the pieces up. Yeah, and then they use that to to sell iceberg water to like the brewery and that's why that beer's the most expensive beer on the island or yeah, whatever. Yeah, we definitely paid a, a premium for it. Yeah, yeah, but it's a good. It was all right. I mean, it's, it's like a real light tasting lager or something like that. But the beers were fine there, and uh, the icebergs that we caught, the real icebergs that we caught, those were the real stories. That was the best. That was my. That was the best thing when we got because it was one thing to see icebergs, you know. Like I've never in my lifetime seen an iceberg before, and one of the goals of the trip was that we get to see one, right? So we did. We got to see them. Not only did we get to see them, we went <laughs> right in the water and pulled them out. Yeah, our buddy Mark was. Uh, we, there, 
what was that name of that town? Elliston? Yeah, Elliston. We drove through Elliston and there was a boat ramp and then like a stone beach beside it. And you could, there was some icebergs in the harbor. And then yeah. you could see by the boat ramp all these chunks of ice floating. So we walked down the boat ramp first and there was this green slime at the bottom of the boat ramp and you put one foot on it and you slid right into the ocean. <laughs> yeah. So we couldn't get them that way. But then Mark climbed down on the rocks and laid out like belly in the ocean and reach way out and got this giant chunk of iceberg ice yeah we pulled it out and then we made a iceberg or a vodka luge mm -hmm. so that we so that you could pour the vodka down the top of the iceberg and then it would and then someone would be at the bottom with their mouth open and it would slide down the ice and into your mouth it was great <laughs> we got all the all the girls to do it and everything chilled with 10,000 year old iceberg ice yeah ice that was there before Jesus you know way before Jesus, like four times before Jesus, right? Four <laughs> Jesuses ago, you know? Yeah. Anyways, uh, it was a really good time. Saw so, lots of ice bears. Do you remember that one we yeah, saw? There was, like, there was like, we saw some small ones and some medium-sized ones that we went offshore. Yeah. But then there was one that was like, I would estimate it to be about a mile offshore. Like it was, it was as far as you could see. And it was gigantic. It looked like an yeah. island. Like, you know, you know, if you go around the lake and you see like uh, those big tanker ships or the container ships that are like, that are parked out in the bay just to get away from them for the night or whatever, how big those things look. This thing looked like, like 20 of them. Oh yeah, at least. Like it it, been, one of those ships would have been dwarfed by this iceberg. Yeah, it wouldn't even, you would, it would have looked like a, like a, like a tiny beside it. And that's how big this iceberg was. And the one, the one, one guy that was uh, running boat cruises out of, uh, out of Trinity or, uh, or Bonavista. Just Bonavista, he was, he said that, uh, he saw one that was like a mile and a half, yeah, a, mi right. a mile and a half wide or something like that. that and that breaks off of a glacier, right? Up in, by Greenland or whatever, and then floats through. Like, can you imagine this, a mile and a half wide piece of ice falling into the water? Man, oh man. The that would be. is so thick, like, <laughs> yeah. it's no wonder the Titanic sunk with those things floating down. Oh, yeah. Some of these things are, like, just beasts. You know? It's just unbelievable. And you're getting these little pieces of history that are coming floating through. It's pretty pretty wild. Even at the place we rented, there was, in the freezer, there was chunks of icebergs in the freezer that people would pick out. So why not? I loved it. I drank them right out of there. And they said they said at the brewery that there was, like, 98% uh yeah, or it's got like it's it's ninety eight percent pure water or whatever like that. There's there's like two percent impurities to it, which is like uh, way better than any uh, standards for tap water. What I wish type of I, vodka were you guys using on the loot? Uh, I love the pictures of it. It was great. Uh, we were just using Sky vodka because it was cheap. Because nice. all the booze is really expensive in Newfoundland. We should have used Iceberg vodka, but we didn't. We couldn't afford it. <laughs> we spent tons of money on booze, man. Holy crap. <laughs> we we're like we bought so much booze and we we're like oh, i'll never get rid of all this booze what are we thinking you know like we got all this and it was gone the first night <laughs> we didn't even make it we had to go back get back and get more i couldn't i couldn't believe how much we sucked through us but. yeah they have liquor stores or they sell booze in stores there they sell booze in uh gas they sell beer in gas stations and booze just in the liquor stores right yeah or, kind of i don't think it was called LCBN. <laughs> yeah, it's something. Like that. It was. A, they said liquor store on it. Yeah, it's a liquor store. And um, and that's where we get the booze. Anyways, it was pretty. <laughs> it, like it, it's the hardest place to get booze is Ontario. 
like Ontario's got that monopoly that they shouldn't have with the LCBO. It's it's ridiculous. You should be able to buy beer and anywhere. anywhere. You know, like I don't That's see why you great. can't buy it in Walmart. You should be able to buy it in Walmart. I don't. I don't. I don't see what the problem is with it. We also went to the easternmost point of Canada, Cape Spear, right to the edge of the country. Yeah, and I saw a whale. I saw a whale. I saw all kinds of cool stuff up there, and that is like they call it rock. Like, you get out there, you know it's a rock. That's the end of the earth, man. Like, yeah. Like, there's nothing until Ireland, I think. Yeah. Right? To it's, Ireland, it's yeah. the end of the earth. And it drops off, like, I don't know, I'll 70 meters, actually. I looked it up on my phone, the altitude. 70 meters above sea level. Oh, you yeah. can look over the edge. And there's no fencing, there's no well, safety guards whatsoever. <laughs> the edge if you want. crazy. That's the end of. Newfoundland. Yeah, yeah. And it was literally, it was, we were, it was very close to St. John's. Like, we were already, right? We yeah, were, that was only a half hour driving. Yeah. And it was 20 degrees in St. John's when we, when we left. And we went to Cape Spear, half hour away, it was eight yeah. degrees. Like, it was that much colder. Cold, windy. Oh, it was so <laughs> cold and awful. Yeah. No, At the end of the world, you feel like you are, um, like, you, then you know you're on a planet, right? When you're, when you're in, like, the, when you're in the flat ground here, or or if you're in a city or whatever, you, you forget you're on a spinning chunk of rock, you know. Mm -hmm. You forget that. But when you're on the edge of a, you know, major uh, of the of the Atlantic Ocean, you're thinking, okay, I get, I see it. I see that we're just spinning on the Earth right now. <laughs> I always appreciate that when you go see like stuff like that, or you even go to the mountains, or you go somewhere where it's a little bit more, uh, like, the rougher terrain. And you, you get a real appreciation for the. the the planet that we're living That's on. True. You guys, you have to go back because you didn't make it to the uh, the landlocked. Um, oh, I lost it. The landlocked what? The um, yeah, in there is a provincial park on the other side of the island that you didn't make it to. They've got the fjords, the landlocked. Oh, fjords. the landlocked fjords. Oh. Landlocked fjords. Sorry, I couldn't find the word fjord. <laughs> fjords was on my list too, though. Fjords was on my list of what I wanted to do. I want iceberg check, whale check. Couldn't believe that. Paul yeah, check. That was cool. <laughs> yeah. Check. Puffins. Puffins. We saw a puffin. It's like a penguin. A puffin's like a little penguin that flies. It's tiny. Yeah. It's like really a, small. It's, it's a mix between a penguin and a toucan. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're yeah. ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. And there was like a zillion of them on this one island, but they're yeah, so they're tiny right. you could barely see them. Yeah. yeah. That really, saw, but that was a great hike. We saw a moose in our vehicle. One moose on the side of the road. We saw bald eagle getting chased by a seagull. That was cool. Yeah. We still got a good picture of that. Yeah. So it it was it was a all in all like it was a fantastic way to see part of your country and we were able to go on a on a on a boat tour of the one area, and they gave a a bit of a history lesson from when Newfoundland for uh, joined Canada it was like 1949, and there was uh, uh, Canada joined Newfoundland. Oh, when Canada joined Newfoundland, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and they said that they had to, they had to provide infrastructure. Like at that point in time, you're providing like you know hydro and water services and stuff yeah, like roads. that, roads and stuff, stuff they didn't have. But they had communities that were built without all these things, you know, or they built them, you know, based on their own means. Some of them on islands and stuff like that. Hard to get these infrastructure to. So government made the decision that they're going to just pick communities to build, and the other communities had to then relocate their homes and stuff and businesses and stuff to these communities. Right. So there would be these fully developed communities on these islands 
that now when not, you say fully developed, we're talking about maybe like eight or ten families that makes up the community. I don't know. Some of those pictures, he's still, but yeah, I don't know. I'd say twenty or thirty even families, and then they had a church, and they had, you know, maybe a mercantile or something there. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, you, know, you had the one. The one time the guy said there was a store there, you could buy everything from a from a baby's fart to a clap of thunder. <laughs> Remember that? Yeah. That's what you said you could buy it to, yeah. at but, the mercantile. We also went to that place called the Eye, Ireland's Eye, I think. Ireland's yeah. Eye. yeah. And he said Ireland's Eye had five communities on it, and he named them all. Yeah, yeah. Every one of them knew the name. But it wasn't a very big place. So it had five separate communities around that little spot. Right. You know, it's not like it's not like it was a big, a real big center. So the government wanted to make it more... I don't know what the word is. Like, when you centralize and your money goes further, I guess, right? Yeah, yeah. Government. Well, that's what they're doing in Ontario now. Everything's Toronto, right? Yeah. So they talk about road infrastructure, but it all goes to, like, like public transit in Toronto, yeah. right? So it's the same sort of idea, but they just did it a province wide. But the part I thought was cool about it is that they took these communities and they would take these houses and put, like, uh, those big uh, barrels, like those, those blue barrels, and they would, like, float the houses down the river like big it's probably wooden barrels back then I bet oh you, the you think it was wooden barrels yeah yeah it wouldn't be plastics yeah yeah of course yeah so it'd be wooden barrels that they'd be floating these houses down the river on you see these giant homes two-story house two-story houses and stuff floating down the river yeah. and the oceans they floated yeah in the ocean yeah, yeah around the that was, that was cool. yeah that's pretty cool <laughs> Anyways, it was a real real part of history that I never knew even happened. You that know? was a great tour. And we should give a shout-out to Bruce, actually, from uh, Rugged Rugged Beauty Boat Tours in New Bonaventure is where that's at, not Bonaventure. Oh, thank you. New Bonaventure, New Bonaventure, Bruce. Bonaventure, Bruce. Great tour. It's not a, he doesn't plug it as a whale-watching tour or an iceberg tour or anything like that. It's a real glimpse into the, the history and the culture of uh, rural Newfoundland. And it was awesome. It was a great trip. Yeah, you can, you can find him on TripAdvisor, too. Fair Bruce there. Yeah, good tour. You know what uh, we should talk about? I want to talk about, because I said at the beginning of the show, and I and I want to really talk to my brother about it, because he's got an interesting take on the matter, is this gorilla business, right? I know people don't want to talk about the gorilla business, but everybody's talking about the gorilla business, right? There was a, grill, a kid fell into a gorilla enclosure in... Chi-Town. Um, Chicago? Yeah. Was it? Anyways, oh, so we were actually at... I was actually at that zoo. I was probably saw that same gorilla. Good thing you saw him when you did. Yeah, he's dead now. So they shot this gorilla because this kid fell in there. Not soon enough, isn't it? Like uh, <laughs> too early, I think. So, <laughs> so anyways, uh, the kid falls in the well or in the enclosure, whatever. The mother calls nine one one, right? That's how the story goes. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. I heard the 911 call, and uh, the mother says, come call the zoo. There's someone in the well. And then the, the gorilla, at first the news didn't show the gorilla what he really did. It just showed him, like, holding the kid and putting him up and taking care of him, and then they said they killed the gorilla. Then they show the real footage where he's dragging him like a freaking motorboat through the... Like a guy looks like he fell off his water skis and he's just being dragged behind the boat. I couldn't believe how fast that gorilla could move. Oh my while god! A kid. Yeah. It was amazing. Yeah, so that kid got taken for a ride. Anyway, so they had, they ended up shooting the gorilla, and everybody's upset uh, that they shouldn't have killed the gorilla. Uh, and they, now 
some people are saying harsh things like they should have killed the mother for letting the girl fall into the well. Terrible, right? It's terrible. But what's terrible, <laughs> what's terrible is that, and I agree with this point, Paul, when a mother, when a kid falls in the well, if your kid falls in the well and you're on the watch of that kid, yeah, you're, or is. sorry, you're going to fall in after that. You're going to jump in after your kid, aren't you? That's what a good mom is. And I don't care if it was going to make the problems worse. It still <laughs> would be something you'd feel like compelled to do at the point where your kid falls in. Don't you have to go in there and try to fix it? <laughs> at least my, my especially yeah, a three-year-old. You got my motorboat my kid like that. I'd be punching that one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's awesome. back. Yeah. He's going to probably win that fight, but he's going to know he's been in one. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know? That's what they say about... About, no, I wouldn't uh, be going for my purse to call 911, right? Yeah. Oh, one kidney cell in a gorilla cage. Oh, wait. They look like they're making friends. Oh, no, they're not making friends. <laughs> <laughs> but what if that was a white rhino, the last one, and the kid was in there? Is the kid's life still worth more than the white last white rhino's life? It's yeah. my kid, it is. Yeah. I think, yeah, it is. What if it's your? Is it always human life comes above any animal? Yeah. Even pandas. You know the god, the, the <laughs> fucking pandas. Fun. Everyone loves pandas. Fucking shoot the pandas. I would have shot a panda just for sport. <laughs> That's what I would do because that's how much I, you know I hate pandas. You know. <laughs> a panda? No, I wouldn't shoot a panda. I'm gonna take that back. I would never shoot an. I would never shoot a panda. I would choke a panda down though. <laughs> I would choke a panda right down. I bet you I could take those lazy fucks. I don't think I. I don't even think the panda would, would even put up much of a fight. Oh. He would probably just get tired while he's being choked. You'd I think he got the panda all wrong, man. Yeah. I think the panda would kick your ass. Yeah, that's just in the cartoons, man. That's oh, in the cartoons. Bears, bears are like the strongest like animal. They're actually not bears; they're marsupials. Oh, oh are they? Marsupials are pussies. Thank you, Dave. Marsupials are pussies. Well-known pussies. I hope that's right. I just I have no idea if that's true. Or not. Sounds like a weird fact. I always thought it was a panda bear. Oh no, maybe it's, we can do it, but it's got we got. <laughs> it's a little early, yeah. Did so that kid ended up? He's okay, is he? Concussion, no broken bones is what I read. Yeah. yeah. Concussion though? Yeah, they said concussion. It was a long, it was a tall wall, man. Enclosure. Mm -hmm. like, it looked oh. like 20 feet, that part I saw. I don't know how far I fell. But. Oh, man, that is... There, that that zoo's got to be in big trouble for, like, uh, they got to be getting their place up to snuff or something right now. I don't imagine they're going to let that go unnoticed. <laughs> Some sort of countermeasure. Yeah. That's a free zoo, too. The Chicago Zoo. Oh, really? You just walk in the park. Really? I, I was there and I don't even remember that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. When I lived in when I lived in London, England, uh, I, there was a park where you could go for a run it, and there was you could run past the zebras and the and the um, the what are they giraffes? Really? Like right out there with them? There were no, they were in there things, and but you were beside it, so you could see them because they were like, especially the drafts, they're tall. You can see them. You know right? those drafts, they the tall ones. You know those drafts, they got a real long neck. <laughs> <laughs> <Do you remember> <laughs> <that>? <laughs> 
my friend, uh, my friend tells a story. He always tells a story. I don't know why it, it makes me laugh so hard, but he always tells a story where he went to the doctors and, it, and uh, he was in, like, in it was like in a hospital room. He was where he's in the, like emergency room, so they have like one of those curtains to separate you. Yeah. And there's this old guy, and he's, and he he, he always told a story how you could kind of hear him like, "Hello, Mister Johnson, how are you?" And he's like. Well, you know those polar bears, they really like the cold, right? And then you say you can hear the glove going on, and you know, and he's like, you know, their skin is real. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I'd make him tell that story to me over and over again because it made me laugh. Ah, <laughs> uh, you know what? Is you know that what else? What I really like. Yeah. We're ready. How's it going? Yeah. 
Alright, I gotta figure out what I'm doing here. Okay. A woman is suing Disney for $250 million, claiming that Frozen ripped off her life story in 18 different ways. I was wondering what aspects could it possibly be of that? Like, was it the fact... Her superpowers are freezing things. <laughs> I guess so. I wish they'd be more specific. I think if that was true, she, that would be pretty interesting. I want a list. Ah. I got that, yeah. You should never give rabbits a full body bath because they might die from shock. Yeah. It turns out rabbits are filthy creatures. The rabbits and the French. <laughs> Is that true, Joey Newhoff? Validate that for us? Oh, rabbits, yes. Kendrick Lamar attended the same school as Dr. Dre. Chalk that one up to who gives a shit. <laughs> one could recreate the Lego movie using 15 million 80,330 total bricks and 183 different mini figs. Do you know what a mini fig is? Yeah. Do I? Figures. Yeah. You seem like the type that would do a lot of Legos with your kids and stuff. Oh yeah, we have a lot of Legos. Do you have, are they come in kits that you put them together like the kit? Or do you use your imagination and come up with your own stuff? We always make the kit first and it lasts about 10 minutes and then uh, it goes in the box with the rest of the Legos smashed. And, and yeah. they, they make whatever they want. Mostly just a house. That was the only thing I ever made. Now I would just make dicks and stuff. You know what? Uh, South Park creators Matt Stone and Trey Parker showed up in the Oscars wearing dresses and uh, tripping on acid in the year 2000. I, I knew they were in those dresses. They were J-Lo and uh, someone else. But I didn't know they were on acid. That's interesting. Uh, Sir Paul McCartney knighted Jay-Z Sir Hova of Brooklyn with a sword in an unofficial ceremony. Yeah. Sir Hova of Brooklyn. You know, I'm saying uh, Paul McCartney has no powers just because he's been knighted by the Queen, does he? You can't make other knights. I think Paul McCartney's drunk with his own sense of power. And he needs to be stopped. Ringo will be the last remaining Beatle. Okay, violent societies have more left-handed people, mostly because lefties tend to have the advantage in fights. Yeah, that's pretty interesting, I think. It's even weird, you might say. Our brains have neurons which help us locate each other's lips in the dark. Lips. Yes, thank you. <laughs> Kissing is good for your teeth. The anticipation of a kiss increases the flow of saliva in the mouth, giving the teeth a plaque dispersing bath. Just a nice fact. <laughs> Mila Kunitz was once a world of Roca. Well, I'm not even going to read it because I don't care. Already it just started out. Don't care. A teenager, who, okay, this is, I'm going to say it, but then I'm going to, a teenager, teenager in China once sold his kidney to buy an iPad. 
there's a billion people in China. They've done everything. I can say something right now. A teenager in China would shit in his brother's mouth. It's true. There's a billion people, right? There's a chances are it's happened, right? Anyways, you can say anything about China happened in China. A guy's got a tail and two dicks in China. If not in China, then in India. It's the two of those countries got all the weird things. If the guy's got like 18 feet or something like that, it's India. You're probably praying to him. <laughs> <Is that? laughs> all right. All right. Cats, cats rub their faces against objects to claim them as their territory. When a cat rubs your face, you are considered their family. Really? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I think I'm a cat. We're family, eh? I didn't know that's what it meant. I'm getting a little choked up. I really like my cat. <laughs> Just kidding. I'm not oh, sure I understand. I oh, fuck you. <laughs> you know, that's it for weird facts. Because I forgot one thing we had to do before we end the show. There is some controversy that has existed on this show that we have to address before we sign off. And this uh, is regarding uh, El Rustero Muscacos. Oh, you thought I was going to maybe say about Mike Bowe, who's not here. We never even talked about him. El Grande Rustero Muscacos. Yes, El Grande Rustero Muscacos. Right? Him. He's been on the show a number of times. Great wrestler. He's a great wrestler. But in the the, uh, Newfoundland Twitter feed or Instagram or even Facebook, wherever you follow me, you'll notice that uh, in one of the, the Iceberg Luge pictures, there is a picture of us. I think, it, who's doing it? Dave, are you doing the shot? You are doing the shot. I am doing the shot in that picture. You're doing the shot in the picture. We have a picture of Dave the Rooster Charters, and right the, on the other side, pouring the shot down his mouth, is a grande... Rusteros Muscacos. Grande Rusteros Muscacos. I couldn't believe he showed up. He showed up in Newfoundland, a part of the show, so it wasn't just you, it was also, we were lucky enough to see him, he showed up on this trip as well. And uh, there's photographic evidence to support the fact that he is not you, because in, in, uh, in, we've had listeners who have provided me with messages on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, blah, 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 lifethedutchlgmail.com, a lot of comments saying that they feel that you are the El Grande Rosteros Muscatos. This kills Muscatos. I'm not Mexican and I don't know how to wrestle. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's just so outrageous. I thought I had to bring it up. And uh, I would love it if we could probably get him on the show to talk about that in another week or so. Maybe we'll get him back in, in a couple weeks, a month. We can reach out to him. He's probably listening. So He's probably listening. Because... Uh, because I'd like to have them down. Because the announcement that I think we have and all we have to also make down this show is a big one for the show. It's a big one for the show, and it is the next thirteen weeks. Is it thirteen weeks? Yeah. The next thirteen weeks, we have a commitment from Dave the Rooster Charters. He is going to be uh, on a thirteen-week commitment to the show, where he's not going to fuck off and worry about his family and his children and all the things like that. You're going to be worrying about just fucking around here in life in yeah, Dutch Hall. Just the important stuff. Sounds good? Yes. And I'm trying to book some cool guests coming up, too. 
because we're uh, running short on them. But this week was also, I, I, the other thing I didn't talk about that I meant to talk about on the show is that I did four nights of stand-up and four, and, uh, four nights in a row of stand-up this week. And Paul, you came to this one, and Steve, you came to this one. Okay. I happened that it worked out. And uh, I just wanted to say, Paul, what did you think of the experience? Like, what, is that what you expected that I was doing? Is that what you think it looks like? Yeah. Yeah? It was everything I thought it would be. Um, but I thought you were a park lot closer. <laughs> <laughs> Turns out I don't know where the fuck I am most of the time, especially when I'm trying to think about what I'm going to do on stage and I'm driving a vehicle. And I'm not, I, I listen. Five blocks away. Five blocks. In the city, there's a parking lot right across the road from the bar. That's where I park. Yeah. We parked five blocks away. I should have found. Like, like, walking like we were drinking beef. I was late. I was late. You ditched Paul. He showed up a good 10 minutes later. Yeah. I stopped for cigarettes. That's on Paul I was late for the show, so I had to get in there. I was, ended up getting myself late. I don't like being late. Last time Paul walked that far was to get a burrito. <laughs> oh, yeah, he, he gets grumpy. Happy. Do you remember how grumpy he gets when he has to walk far? Oh, I was just apologizing the whole time, like, please, Paul, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. There's a burrito place right around the corner. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Holy Man, these corners, it's like walking country concessions, you know? Like, Jesus. It's like when you have to go to the two casinos over. I always think of that in Vegas when you have to go to two casinos over. It's like, these things are like... <laughs> three miles wide yeah, you know? it's like a small city yeah yeah exactly it's like it's not that's no, nothing to say three casinos over you gotta take a cab anyways I was gonna take a cab back to my car that's how far I parked away from my car <laughs> I was gonna take a cab the rest of the way to the bar and there's free parking everywhere in the city and we just we go as far away as we can and find like a we thought we said you know what we said when we found the spot sweet spot <laughs> sweet spot that's a good one <laughs> So we proceeded to walk for 15 minutes to get to our gig. Anyways, guys, I want to thank you all for listening, uh, and I uh, hope you can uh, tell your friends. And if you'd like to give us some feedback, you can follow us on uh, on Twitter, like me on Facebook or uh, Instagram. I'm live from the Dutch Hall or Dutch Hall on those things. And uh, you can also give me an email, live from the Dutch Hall at gmail.com. If you want to sponsor the show, you can get a hold of me that way too. And if you want a t shirt or a lighter, uh, anything like that you can get me a hold of me that way other than that we will see you nt see you next thursday